0: Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. Affectionately known as the VIP, I'm the host. Rick Fox. And today, our guest, the Beyonce of insurance, Ashley Fitzsimmons. Ashley, welcome to the show.
0: Rick, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here.
1: We, we talked about this a couple months ago and with schedules and everything, I'm, I've been waiting patiently to get you recorded and get you live. So I'm glad we finally were able to, and I'm not putting that on you, like two or three of the times it was me. And you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to keep busy or to, to find time to do these things when you're so busy with your actual job, but uh, so glad to have you. I think it's such a great, um, every conversation that you and I have had, I've always felt like, man, agents need to be listening to Ashley. Ashley is currently the uh, Director of Professional Development for Ohio Insurance Agents Association. Uh, she was an agency, worked as a licensed agent before that. I mean, she's eight years in an agency, so cool perspective my kind of person that's worked kind of on both sides of the desk uh, but i do like to always kind of kick these off with how did we get here how did ashley fitzsimmons get to this point what's your journey tell us your story
0: yeah i'll keep this short and sweet um, i you know i start i grew up in a in in a family insurance business so you know every time i went to any sort of family dinner or any anytime we had a holiday It was always my dad and my uncle and my grandfather always sitting around the table talking about insurance. So growing up, I was like, this is this is boring. Why would I ever want to be in this industry? It sounds like the worst thing ever. Um, And, you know, I guess in a roundabout way, I got roped into it, graduated college and somebody had been retiring at the time. They said, why don't you just come help get us through the summer? Just come through the summer. If you don't like it, there's no pressure. You can leave. Um, and you know, they use some reverse psychology on me cause there's nothing I love more than a challenge. And they said, you know what? In fact, you probably won't even like it because people aren't going to want to talk to you because you're not mm-hmm. going to know the answers. They'll just want to mm-hmm. talk to us. And I'm like, no, these people are going to want to talk to me and they're challenge gonna like
1: Accepted. I <laughs> exactly. like it.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, they, they sucked me right in and, and I ended up absolutely loving it. I just wanted to soak up as much knowledge as I possibly could in that first year so I can be the person that people wanted to talk to instead of having to pass the phone call off or pass the issue off.
1: Well, and, and great, great to hear that. Like my background, similar. I was uh, like got to starting to work in an, in an agency in Southern California, like as a, like a, like a gopher, like go pick up this or put the files away or, you know, doing nothing. And It kind of sucks you in. And then once you start, you realize, okay, this isn't just boring insurance, I'm helping people, I'm actually protecting them against peril. Uh, When things go wrong, I'm going to be there to, to put them back on their feet. And it starts to become a little, I don't know, like, infectious, right? You start to feel it inside you. Did you get that same kind of vibe?
0: yeah absolutely i mean i fell in the same trap in the beginning as i think a lot of people do that are young and just getting into the industry where you want to just do everything to please the person and you typically fall into the price trap and you're selling on price and Mm -hmm. i can beat that price and very quickly you know my dad and my uncle taught me that that's not the way to do it and once you start shifting those conversations towards the value and the quality of the coverage that you're providing, and the education, is when you really start getting those people that are like, "I get this, thank you," and that's when you start getting that great feeling of, "Okay, these people really think I'm helping them; they finally believe me." Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, okay, so before we really get in, and and it, it's such a great perspective that you have because you know working closely with, with your, your people in Ohio. I, I, not only do I know you're talking to them, but I know the great work that you're doing up there. Um, I really want to get your perspective on some things that agencies can, you know, kind of write down and take back. And they've probably already heard, but hopefully can hear again from somebody with your perspective. But before we do, I just have to ask seriously, what what do you mean the Beyonce of insurance? Where did that come from?
0: It just, it started out every time I went on LinkedIn and I saw something, it was, um, you know, a a commercial lines producer or um, agency manager or licensed agent and insurance is boring enough to a lot of people, (laughs) not to the people in it, but um, to people outside of insurance, it's boring enough. And I wanted something that grabbed people's attention and made them stop and think like, huh insurance can kind of be cool. Like, why does she have this name? And really start looking into things. And then maybe start looking into podcasts I had been on or articles that I've written to see that there can be a fun side of insurance. And, you know, when it came down to trying to find a name to use, um, you know, Beyonce really stuck out to me because first of all, whether you like her or not, you know who she is. Mm -hmm. So everybody knows the name. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I wanted to be able to help empower women within the industry. That was one of my goals and still is one of my goals. And I feel that, you know, Beyonce is kind of a symbol of that, of empowering women in whatever she does. So I just felt like they yeah. went hand in hand together.
1: That's so cool. I, I love it. And um, and I think this recently, you got engaged recently too as well, correct?
0: Yes, I did in October.
1: Congratulations. So here I go. Here I go. I'm going to do my, my thing. So he liked it and he decided to put a ring on it correct?
0: That he did. From Beyonce to (laughs) fiance.
1: From Beyonce to fiance. I love that. Uh, Okay, so um, love the empowering women thing. We have some, uh, like here at Vertifor, our CEO, Amy Zupan, is amazing. So, so smart, so strategic, so empowering uh, as a female in this industry. I think it's so great that you're doing the things you're doing, but I want to keep it real for a minute. So, Talk to me, like, I'm just going to say like one, like if I said you had five seconds and you just have to fix an agency, right? What is that kind of that, the the thing that you tell them right now, that's going to change the way they look at their business and plan for the future and move forward? What is the, like, kind of what, what would you, what would you say? Okay, ready, go.
0: Focus on your customer experience.
1: Love that. Tell me more, dig in, keep it real for me. Come on Beyonce, let's go.
0: Yes, I mean, this is obviously a very broad topic and I'm sure that there's lots of things people can do to fix their agencies, but really what it comes down to and what's going to make people survive and stand out in the future is how they treat their clients. And like you said before, you know, people may have heard what I'm going to say say today they've already heard it in the past I'm not reinventing any wheels but there's a reason that there's always going to be a self-help industry because people are always going to need help and sometimes they're not going to hear it the first time the second time the third time but the fourth time it's going to click so these I you know I'm keeping it real in the sense that you don't need to go out and buy the newest piece of technology. You don't have to go out and buy a drone to do claim services. You don't have to go out and do all of these fancy things. Yes, they're great. And if you have the capacity and the resources to implement them, they can definitely help you. But don't worry about all of that if you can't even fix your customer experience at a basic level right now. So you really need to get down, dig deep and figure out who is my um, my ideal client? Who am I trying to communicate with, especially now with COVID? How am I communicating with my clients? How do my clients want to communicate with me? Am I doing what they need from me from a communication perspective? Okay, so I, lemme, know, lemme, you're
1: only- hold, Ashley, let me jump in here because I, I want I want this, I want to slow you down because you're on a roll, but I don't want to I don't want to glaze over what I think is that I say a bunch to your point. Hopefully maybe you're the third person they've heard it from. But I believe, and I want to get your take on this, I believe that you have to, in today's world, in 2021, you have to meet your customer where they want to be met. That is an expectation that has been set by every other means of communication that they have in their worlds, from Amazon to, to their banks now, where I don't, even have to, I don't even have to go to the bank, I don't even have to go to the ATM, I just take a picture of my check and I send it in. That's where I want to be met. And if I, want to, if I want to work with my insurance agent on certain terms, if I text you, you better text me back. If I call you, do not email me. So meeting your customers where they want to be met and meeting their expectations, to me, is the gold st- star. It, what's funny about it, it's, I say gold star, meaning like that's what you should be aspiring to. But to me, it feels like the baseline. It feels like everyone should be there and then then build the experience. Talk to me about your opinions on that.
0: Definitely I, I agree with you saying that it's not even the gold star anymore. it's the baseline. Um, you know you need to there's a lot of agencies out there that don't have texting capabilities or how many times you know I mean it happened in our agency as well. You know, our phones would ring off the hook. People would be calling nonstop, and people would finally get through and say, Man, I haven't been able to get through to you. You guys have been so busy. I mean, you have to have multiple ways to be able to communicate with your clients um, in addition to phone, in addition to email. You know, have a chat feature on your website. You just have to be able to have all of these resources available. So if they want to communicate with you, they can get in contact with you. And it, like I said, it doesn't have to just be on the phone because think about it with Amazon, everything is instant. I don't want to deal with a person on Amazon until I have an issue. Mm-hmm. When I have an issue, I want a person. That's exactly what insurance is.
1: 20. I keep saying every almost every podcast, I say 2021 is the year, now is the time that you need to do whatever. And in this case, for me, it's you need to change your thinking, you need to start understanding. Put yourself in in the shoes of your your customer because we are all consumers. I can't even think of the last time that I didn't just, you know, like you said, click, click, done on Amazon. Click, click, done on Nordstrom, which is usually my wife. And literally there's a box on my porch every single day. It's crazy. Um, But if you look at it in terms of what your expectations would be, from, what, from your agent, from your bank, from your uh, whoever, you know, Netflix, Prime, wherever you get your movies, what, whatever, whatever you're doing in life, that's the expectation now. And you, you mentioned texting. We just did a survey, like a, a customer survey. We had over a thousand responses. 44% of the agency people that responded, only 44% said they had texting capabilities in their agency. Now I can guarantee you that well over 90% of all of us are texting every single day, right? In fact, I just texted Dylan to ask if the volume on this podcast sounded right. We're texting all the time. And that means that less than half of our agencies have that right now. Do you think that that's something that your customers would like? Does that create a better customer experience? Is that you meeting them where they wanna be met? Yes. Go do those things. Does that all resonate with you?
0: It does. And I would love to know of that 44%, because I would imagine, you know, was that just agency owners that were responding to that? No, it
1: was everyone in the agency. It was everyone. Wow,
0: okay. Because I'm just thinking, you know, how many agency owners don't even know that maybe their CSRs are texting clients because that's how they want to be responded to.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: No, that's, that's, that's interesting. I can't even believe it's that low. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed it would be in the eighties, but not in the forties.
1: Yeah. And that's with over a thousand participants like that, that's the responses that is, that's not a small number. And uh, I'm so proud of the work that we do here to sort of give that you know, we have a responsibility as one of the large players in the insure tech space to give this, in, get this information and get it into the hands of our people so they can use it to better themselves. And that's why I'm so glad you and I are talking because you're, you're in this every day. You're talking to agencies. You're giving them the advice. Some of the things we say here, we say them more than once, but to your point, not everybody's hearing it because still less than half of the people can text their customers out of their agency. Now, if I'm in, like, here's another good example, which like, and I'd love to get your take on this, but my belief in 2021 is if I do nothing else as an agency owner, as an agency as a whole, but create a client portal or a way for my customers to be self-serviced, if I do nothing else, then I had a successful year. And the reason I say that is you think about it in terms of the texting, the portal, all of these things that are so, so much part of the way we do things all day long. You mentioned chat on the email or on the, on the website. What, what, what are, what are agencies that you talk to doing or succeeding in or telling you that they're seeing what kind of return on these adjustments?
0: Um, so like the adjustments of doing the, for the agency portal.
1: Yeah. Our portals or texting, like, like when they've gone to meet their customers, where they wanna be met, what's the response?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the response when they actually put in the effort to try to meet their customers where they want it to be met is their retention numbers grow, their referral numbers grow. I mean, it's it only good can come from putting in the effort to enhancing the client experience. There's literally nothing negative that can come from it. And if something, and even if something doesn't work out and whoops, I tried this and I, I didn't like it, great. So you learned it doesn't work and you, you go on to a different route and you try something new. Um, you know, agency portals not only are going to help the the client experience, but it's going to help the agency owner and that all of those tier one things that you're getting phone calls for, you know, people, I don't know what they do with their ID cards. They eat them or something. You know, <laughs> some, I, I had a lady that called and I was going to start charging her because it was on a weekly basis. I was printing out and, or emailing eight of them to her. I'm like, what do you do with these? So, you know, it's, it, it goes hand in hand, it's not only going to help with the customer experience, but it's gonna help with the agency overall.
1: And it fixes that, like you said, tier one thing. So think about if you uh, you sit at a desk and you're, let's say, you're an account manager or CSR, and you're handling you know, so many transactional things during the day, and think of, let's just say 30 things a day. If those 30 things were taken care of on the self-service side, and we also learned in this survey that all of our, like like a a much higher, I think in the 80s number of people wanted more time to spend with their customers. Not transactionally though. They wanted the time for account reviews, checking in with them, having just a real conversation. Think about the time that goes back into your day. If you meet your, so so it's a double win. You meet your customers where they want to be because most of your customers would, for small things, would rather interact with you via a portal or, or some version of a self-service, an app or something like that. And then at the same time, you're giving your staff back more time so they can be more proactive in their communication and the relationship building with your customers. When, when. To me, that's the two, right? right. Put a bow on this because I got another topic. I want to shift gears. But just like, are you in agreement? Like, do these Are we pointing our finger at the mic and saying, go do this? Where are we at on this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if somebody's already not jotting down notes and thinking about ways they can fix their customer experience, then they're already behind right now.
1: And it's and it's hard, right? Because you you there there we have been so set in our ways for so long, and I think that is I've said this on many podcasts. The silver linings of, of the pandemic is there's been there's created more urgency, uh, which is great, right? Um, but I do want to shift gears with you and, and kind of look, because of you, you have such a unique perspective, having worked in the agency and now working with so many great agencies that you work with. But if you look at it from an outside perspective, what should agencies, other than everything we just said, which is like job one or like, duh, that's what I should be doing. But what's the other way that you would kind of give them, give advice on how agencies can up their game?
0: Yeah, I think, I think, you know, like we said, job one is fix what you've already got. So fix your communication with your current clients. And then once that's fixed, job number two is going to be defining your ideal client. Um, you know, every, every marketer out there knows that if you try to appeal to everyone, you'll appeal, you'll appeal to no one. So just, just just throwing a big net out there and crossing your fingers that you're gonna catch something is not going to work. You really need to sit down and say, okay, what type of client do I want? And, you know, and if you want college students that live in, in large um, apartment buildings, great, then that's what you're gonna go after. But you need to define that and write that out so everyone across the agency knows that. You know, are you looking for the people between 30 and 45 that are married and have a house and, and two cars? fantastic. But until that's on paper and in front of you, you're going to keep going and just grabbing at whatever you can get. You really need to define your ideal client and then build out that type of communication around that client that you're going after.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly. Ashley's not saying that you can't also quote people that aren't in your ideal customer, ideal client makeup. She's talking about how you go to market, how you brand, how you mark, how you market for these people, to create what is going to make sense for your agency. Now, it doesn't mean you have to say no to others, but at the same time, you're right. If you're if you're not laser focused, making a plan, pointing in in a direction, you're just sort of spinning around and hoping they call. Which that's not that's not strategy. That's just a hope and a prayer, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're not um, putting the communication and the marketing out there that's attracting that, you know, 30 to 40 year old that's married with the kids in the car, then what, what makes you think they're going to come to your agency and, and and seek you out? Once you attract one, then they're going to give you referrals and you're going to start attracting all the other ones. And they'll start coming to you. Um, so it's really about targeted marketing around your ideal client.
1: And when you work with the agencies, uh, again, I, I, I love to just anecdotally have you answer a question like this. It's, so if you're working with an agency who's who's decided that you're right or you've told them this exact thing and they start to, to do this. One, two two part question. One, what what do they do? Like wh- how do they figure that out or what, you know, give me something that an agency did to kind of plan it. And then two, what are the results? Like do they instantly see? Does it take a while to build? So kind of the two part question. Yeah, so I I
0: mean what I like to have them do is kind of just Do a a review of their book of business, you know, keep it, don't, don't go too deep. Keep it basic. What, just to start, you know, which company do you like working with? Why do you like working with them? Do they have good coverage? Do they have good rates? I mean, obviously price is a part of it. Um, Do they have good claim service? Break it down into the companies and then think about, okay, which company have I been successful with? And if I've been successful with company A, what type of client is successful with them? Because you can run reports within there and see, okay, I see that clients that have a home auto and umbrella policy, um, you know, are mostly successful. And I, and then from there, you can break it down even more and figure, okay, what's the age range or what are the zip codes that I'm successful in and get really, you know, detailed with your, your targeted marketing all the way down to the zip codes. But Just start with the basic of, okay, which company is working well with me? Why are they working well with me? Why do I like them? And what do I have to offer from this company to the ideal client? What's going to be appealing to them?
1: I really like this. And like you said before, if people aren't already writing stuff down, they should be because this is like, I'd say the overarching sentiment that I'm catching from you is just like, it's time to dig in. Like, it's time to be serious about this. You can't think that the way we did it even three years ago is going to work anymore. Um, are you going to, like, perish and all your customers are going to go away? No. But I always use the the thing, if I grow by 10%, but I lose 15% out the back door, my agency is shrinking. I need, I need a strategy in place for, and like we, we talked about what is my what is my customer experience look like how do i how do i create that by doing that i save the customers i already have if i define my ideal client and i really understand who we're going after and i go after them then you're winning on the retention side with the experience and you're winning on the new business side with your targeted approach that to me is how you take an agency and go instead of just surviving but start thriving, start really growing an agency. That's, that's awesome. Like I, like you just sort of like gave me the 20 minute version of what people will pay thousands and thousands of dollars to have consultants tell them. So everyone listening, the Beyonce of insurance has spoken. She's given you, Uh she's given you the roadmap to how to make this, how to make your agency hum in 2021. Ashley, I'm going to, I'm so glad we did this. I think people, like, I, I love uh, being connected with you on LinkedIn because you always either have something to, to add or you comment on other people's stuff. You're very engaging. You're very, I can tell, obviously, I think everyone can tell, extremely passionate about our industry and pushing agencies in a positive direction. Uh, thank you for being on with us. We will definitely have to do it again. Uh, it's been great. And, and I love the information. And thanks for doing this.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on.
1: I appreciate it. Ashley Fitzsimmons, the Beyonce of insurance folks, write all that stuff down, make sure to connect with her on LinkedIn. And also if you are not connected with me, make sure you connect connected with me on LinkedIn, send me a direct message. If you have any input for our show, we always want to make it better. If you have any guests you think we should have on, have any, any topics for one of our rants, or just an ask Rick question uh, that we do on, on our episodes as well. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also do me a solid and go to vertifor.com go to the resources tab click on podcasts and subscribe there as well we do give out bonus content and other cool stuff if you are subscribed through vertifor.com so do that thanks again to ashley fitzsimmons and we will see you all next time
0: thank you for listening to the vertifor insurance podcast and tune in next thursday for a brand new episode You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.